Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. This is the weekly news update for February 14th, 2024. Happy Valentine's Day. I think this is a very special day and it's even become more special, but I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, What I want to do is I'm going to share my screen and we are going to take a look at the Action for Canada map. I've been talking to my national chapter leader coordinator and we've got provincial chapter leaders who are working really hard at vetting new chapter leaders and it is growing. So please be sure to scroll down the page. You can find it by going to join And I'm sorry. Yep, there we go. Join A4C Chapters. You click on that and you'll end up on this page. Scroll down and hopefully you're going to find a chapter near you. If not, please consider registering as a volunteer. One of our people will get in touch with you and just have a conversation. It doesn't mean you're obligated to become a chapter leader or maybe a co-leader, but at least it gets the ball rolling. And maybe, you know what, you'd be a great uh, person to be running one of the teams, a parent team or a 15-minute city team. So do please reach out to us. Uh, The key is building communities within communities of like-minded people so we could take our country back. (laughs) Starts at the community level. And uh, so, okay, so let's talk about why Valentine's Day has become just a little more special for me, okay, or maybe a whole lot. We welcomed little Walker into the world. He's looking a little fresh and new there, a little squinchy, (laughs) baby fresh. Um, This is my new grandbaby. I've told a lot of you that uh, I was going to be a grandma soon and it happened. I have literally been up nearly for 50 hours. I had an hour sleep this morning when I came home at about uh, 5 a.m. I slept for an hour and then had to go and get into court today. We were in the appeals court and I'll tell you more about that. But anyways, it was a long, hard battle to bring this little guy into the world. He's absolutely precious. I'm getting teary. I'm quite excited. It hasn't quite set in yet. So thank you to everybody for your well wishes and all you other grandparents. I said, if there's more fight in me, it's going to be happening, Um, you know, because uh, this is the future for our kids, what it is that Action for Canada is trying to rise up across this nation. I mean, we're the majority, right? The people that are, are on the, on the right side of history is the majority of people in this country. We just need to find a way to light a little fire under their butts to get out on the front lines with us and participate in maintaining and protecting our freedom. Okay, thanks for uh, just entertaining my my, uh, my my little bit of grandmothering. I'm new to this, but I'm probably going to have maybe more photos. You might bump into me at the mall or something. Well, maybe not. I don't really get out. But <laughs> anyways, I might have more photos for you. So thank you so much. It's just been, uh, been a treat to become a grandma. Okay, I had made mention that we were going to court. Thank you to everybody that did show up in support of Rocco in Action for Canada. As always, it's just amazing to see Rocco in action, but it was a very short court appearance because uh, Rocco came always comes very, very well prepared. But something happened today that was a little bit of a surprise. And so I'm just going to read something that I put on our uh, that let me just see, think about when I put this out. It was last week I'd written this little bit about why it is that we, when we retained Rocco, what the purpose was, and what brought us to the Court of Appeal today. 
And so just in case, like I say, you're new, in 2020, Action for Canada retained Rocco as our legal counsel to take action against the BC and federal government in response to their extreme, unlawful and unprecedented response to the so-called COVID-19. Rocco filed our notice of civil claim in August of 2021, and the defendants responded with a motion to strike which is always their standard move to avoid responsibility. They lost their motion in August 2022, and the case was permitted to proceed. However, we needed to file a revised notice of civil claim, which we knew was coming. It's going to be shorter. Rocco has cut it down like by a fractions of what it was. You know that um, we had filed, if you're not aware, 391 page statement of claim, which is quite large and hefty, but we had a lot of information to pack in there and we wanted it on record and we achieved that. And so the judge has uh, set it aside and we're going to file a shorter notice of civil claim and that's coming very, very soon. But first we had to file an appeal because the judge that ruled in August of 2022 in Included in his ruling to prevent the seeking of certain declaratory relief. And uh, so what happened today is when we went into court, and I'm just going to show you, for those again, our new legal in our menu, if you click on that page, sorry, on that link, you are going to see legal action page. It's the first drop down. Click on that. And this is where we provide you the updates. Anytime we have something to say regarding the legal, uh, our legal cases or, or where we are on them, we provide you those updates here. Okay. So you can see here, I've highlighted in yellow that it was a good day in the court today, but an update is forthcoming. It will be posted. We're waiting to receive a couple of court documents to verify the decision that was made. So Rocco gets in there. He's all set. He's always comes very, very prepared. And first thing on the agenda is to address this declaratory relief. And the point is um, kind of in layman terms. So if we're going to provide evidence that we want to use in a court court of law, and it could be something about a Supreme Court ruling in India, and the judge decides, well, that's India, it doesn't apply to Canada. But India is part of the Commonwealth, so the Supreme Court ruling is significant and it should apply. So say the judge wants to strike that and say, no, you know what, that's it it doesn't apply to Canada and that's that's just the way it is. Well, that's that's a part of our legal action that gives us the strength based on that ruling that it was unconstitutional to put lockdowns in place. That's applicable to Canada and to our case. And so Rocco was going back in today to address these issues, to make sure that we could argue these points um, as as part of our, I hope I'm saying this all correct. And like I say, in sort of the uh, layman's terms to help you understand that these are significant things that uphold our case as evidence. And, and so it really blew us away, me anyways. There's three appeal court judges up there and one of the appeal court judges, Justice, I'm sorry, I didn't catch his name. He ends up stopping Rocco in in what he was saying. He says, I got a question for you. I just want to clarify something. His opinion of Judge Ross is the one that made the decision in August of 2022. And when Judge Ross had put this information in his ruling, He said he did not feel that Judge Ross had made a decision to prevent it from being included 
in our claim, it was of his opinion as if it didn't apply, but it wasn't a ruling. And so Rocco was like, well, that's, you know, the best outcome that we want for the day. And so if the three justices agree, uh, then Rocco is more than happy to proceed. And so the judges went into a separate room. They had a conversation. And our understanding is they have agreed that Judge Ross was not saying that this information was struck from our claim, but that um, it was just his opinion, his view of uh, the fact that he maybe felt that this information wasn't relevant. Anyways, uh, we want to make sure that we have the actual court document stating this because, oh, I don't know, there was maybe eight or ten of the defendant's judge uh, uh, lawyers there, such as Bonnie Henry's, the uh, BC government, BC Ferries, their lawyer was there. And so if we, not if, but when we finally get into court, if they went back to Judge Ross's decision from 2022 and said, oh, no, no, Judge Ross said that that wasn't applicable and he struck it. Well, now we're going to be able to say, no, this information is important. It is relevant and we're going to proceed. And that's why I didn't put, uh, it's kind of lengthy. I, like I say, I hope I explained that in layman's terms. Okay. And And we're going to have a post on here within the next few days once we get these court documents to verify that this is truly what these uh, appeal court judges have decided. And that's huge because that means our case is uh, proceeding, which we felt very, very strongly that it would. And we will be filing our new notice of civil claim. Uh, Rocco has uh, taken it from 300 and 91 pages and has really broken it down. I I won't say how many pages because he's still working on it. And hopefully we're going to file in the very, very near future. And I'm excited about that. Our claim is still going. And on that, I am just going to go to this video on Rumble. Last week on the Empower Hour, Ted Koontz had come on the show and we were discussing some of those agitators we told you about who have been undermining Rocco, uh, Ted Koontz, Action for Canada. The presentation was more of an investigative report. It provided evidence of what these individuals were doing, not a he said, she said, not kind of um, a high school bullying. This is a matter of Action for Canada, vaccine. Choice Canada, some other organizations, and especially Rocco, have been hit really, really hard from these individuals. And uh, we just thought that it was time to expose this and allow people to decide for themselves based on the facts um, as to, uh, we just didn't want people being deceived anymore. And quite frankly, it is It is extremely difficult at the best of times to be up against this kind of corruption and trying to get into the courts and having somebody there constantly nipping at your heels and trying to take you down. And and so I'm hoping that this has brought clarity. And I just want to thank so many people. We've had so many people that have reached out to us by email to give us support and encouragement. And I, I mean, if you're behind Action for Canada, don't just think it. Please send us an email. Send Rocco, I've put it right here in the body of the description of the Rumble video. This is Rocco's address. Even if you just wrote him a note to say, Rocco, we appreciate you. Keep going. Keep fighting the good fight on behalf of Canadians. It would go a long way. Think about fighting like this for Canadians and people trying to take you down, calling you all kinds of horrible names while you're fighting for them in the best interest for the future of their children. It it gets pretty heavy. And so some encouragement 
goes a long way. <laughs> and the love. All right. And um, Action for Canada. Also, um, again, if you're new, we cover a lot of different issues fighting on behalf of parental rights against the globalists, the agendas, 15-minute cities. But this week on the Empower Hour tonight, we're having Miriam Grossman on. And uh, she is a, a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. And for many, many years, over a decade, she has been fighting to bring awareness to uh, what they call gender affirming care. And uh, the UN and the globalists like to put all of these, this soft language in place so people don't pick up on it. There's nothing gender affirming. It's not care. They're mutilating children's bodies. They are psychologically, I've called it here, warfare against our kids and against parents. And do you want to, you know, if you have a daughter, do you want a dead daughter or a live son? In other words, transition them to a son and everybody's going to be happy. It is nasty bit of business. So uh, Dr. Miriam Grossman and myself, we are, she comes on and talks about key truths that are grounded in science. Isn't that a wonderful word? Science and evidence directly contradicting the misinformation spread by radical trans activists, such as the fact that no child is born in the wrong body. Sex is not assigned at birth. And remember, they're using all of this language and a lot of people aren't even picking up on it. Let's not use their language. It, you know, sex is not assigned at birth. It is established at conception and recognized at birth as being either male or female. And uh, as Dr. Gro Grossman has put, like, uh, it's recognized at birth, if not earlier. I've just gone through this wonderful process, and my son and daughter-in-law decided back in September to have a gender reveal. So we knew it was going to be a little baby boy, and uh, but that was established established at conception that our little baby Walker was definitely going to be all male <laughs> and we're going to love him to bits and we're going to instill all of that value into him. All right. I just want to play a short video from Dr. Grossman. She was uh, giving testimony in the house committee. She has given uh, testimony at the UN and in all kinds of other, um, at other important levels to bring awareness and uh, through her voice and many others, we're turning this around. I mean, this this whole trans agenda is collapsing. All right, let's play this video. I recognize this Dr. Grossman for five minutes for your opening statement. Thank you, Chairman Guthrie. Oh. Chairman Guthrie and members of the subcommittee, thank you for the opportunity to address you. My name is Miriam Grossman. I am a board certified child, adolescent and adult psychiatrist, author and senior fellow at Do No Harm. I have been taking care of patients for 45 years. I'm going to use my time to respond to Dr. McNamara. First, I'm struck by her use of the phrase sex assigned at birth. Sex is not assigned at birth. Sex is established at conception and it's recognized at birth, if not earlier. Dr. McNamara claims that her views are science-based, but to claim that sex is assigned at birth is without any scientific basis whatsoever. Its language misleads people, especially children, into thinking that male and female are arbitrary designations and can change. That is simply not true. Dr. McNamara claims that social and medical interventions are the only evidence-based treatment and that scientific evidence shows it is life-saving. Without it, she's warning us 
kids will commit suicide. Well, a growing number of countries have effectively banned the care to which she's referring. And thank God there's been no wave of suicides or other mental health catastrophes. Three years ago, Finland placed strict limitations on medical interventions for minors. Sweden did the same thing after a 14-year-old girl was found to have osteoporosis and spinal fractures from puberty blockers. An investigation concluded, quote, the risks of anti-puberty and hormone treatment for those under 18 currently outweigh the possible benefits. The UK conducted a review and called the evidence very low. They've also placed severe restrictions on the care that Dr. McNamara calls life-saving. Norway also analyzed the data and has made similar changes in policy. The National Academy of Medicine in France warned, quote, great medical caution must be taken in children and adolescents given the vulnerability of this population and the many undesirable, even serious complications the therapies cause. Doctors in New Zealand and Australia have published similar statements. Is Dr. McNamara suggesting that all these countries are rejecting evidence-based treatment and placing their kids at risk of suicide? Regarding that point of view, Finland's gender expert, Dr. Rita Paltiella, said, quote, it's purposeful disinformation, the spreading of which is irresponsible. All seven countries, and Florida too, of course, concluded that kids don't need their development interrupted, the girls don't need their periods stopped and their voices lowered, and the boys don't need to grow breasts. What they need is psychotherapy. I have other objections to Dr. McNamara's testimony. She insists that her position, only hers, represents standard medical care. What she doesn't want you to know is that there is no standard. There's a debate. There's a fierce debate. And on the side opposite her stand such prominent figures as Stephen Levine, Kenneth Zucker, Paul McHugh, and James Cantor, among others. These doctors are giants in the field. They have been treating transgender patients and gathering data and publishing papers about them. And I mean no disrespect here but since before Dr. McNamara was born. The point is that those veteran clinicians and others who have wisdom and experience are ignored because they disagree with the current narrative. They're against medical interventions for the same reason those seven countries are. There is no evidence of long-term benefit, but there is evidence of harm. I'll end by quoting Jamie Reed, the courageous whistleblower from the Children's Gender Clinic in St. Louis. I believe that that hospital receives the medical education funding that we're discussing today. She said that doctors at that clinic said, we are building the plane while we are flying it. We are building the plane while we are flying it. That's how they described the treatment at their gender clinic. Our precious tax dollars should not support such a perilous experiment. Thank you. Okay, so uh, 
That's an amazing amount of information, but this is what's happening, right? Is they're fast tracking our kids onto uh, the puberty blockers and then onto hormones. And uh, Dr. Miriam Grossman and myself really get into that on the Empower Hour tonight. It's going to be an excellent interview. And I'm going to highlight a book in just a moment here that I think everybody should get. I'll just hold it up for a moment. It's called Lost in Transnation. And uh, Dr. Grossman, this is uh, goes into the details of uh, what parents are um, dealing with with their children, what they can do about it. Uh, there's supposed to be, I haven't had a chance, I just got the book, so I haven't had a chance to read it, but I did the research as well, and we're providing uh, uh, links there on her webpage as well for parents who are going through this to have support, support groups with parents that are safe. It's not like you're calling a government hotline and asking for help and they'll say, oh, tell me your name and address, you know, and your phone number and your uh, everything about your child because they're going to fast track them. Don't get involved with the government or counselors um, to deal with your child coming home and then them saying that now they're uh, identifying as the opposite sex. Sorry, some of you are going to have to forgive me tonight. I'm super sleep deprived. (laughs) Like I said, I'm going on 50 hours of almost being awake and... uh, uh, and uh, it's 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 bearing down on me here. Okay, so action for Canada under call to action weekly emails in our menu. This is a page you'll see. And uh, just in case you want to get quick access to the information that I'm going to be talking about, but you can also find it on our political LGBTQ page. But I highly recommend that if you're a parent, a grandparent. Uh, you know, get onto our webpage, get the information that I provide. When we have a guest on, we do a whole bio so that you can get, uh, you know, click on a link and you can order the book. You can go to the website, anything and everything that you would need. We want to facilitate you on. All right. This is basically, you know, what's happening. This is mutilation, medical mutilation of our children. We build these pages. If you just scroll down, you can provide, um, access other information and videos that will help you to get more educated within about 10 minutes, or you could spend hours on this page. All right, here is from the National Post. Hundreds of trans teens under 18 have had breasts removed in Canada. Let that sink in. I don't want us just being outraged by these pornographic and sexually explicit books in the schools. They are mutilating our children en masse. I don't even think it's hundreds. I I truly believe it's thousands. And then you consider the hormone blockers, which shuts down, you know, the development uh, of their natural biology. And then they uh, put them on other drugs that begin to alter alter their uh, systems, as well as Dr. Grossman had said about hurting the structure of their bones and their growth. And it's just so tragic and it's so criminal, criminal and diabolical. And I hope all of these doctors who swore, swore to do no harm aren't going to think that, you know, forever they're going to be able to hide by behind the amendments to the human rights codes uh, to validate transgenderism. Okay, there's no such thing as a trans child, and there's absolutely no reason why they should be permitted to mutilate our children. So this is the page I was talking about. I just really want to highlight this book, Lost in Transnation. If you go to those pages, it'll be the quickest access, or Google the name and uh, go and order it. I highly recommend it. The Bible says in Psalm 
oh my eyesight here 139 and uh, 13 to 14 for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And the reason I decided to insert this Bible verse here, Psalm 139, 13 to 14, is because uh, God says that he thought of us before time began and he knit us together in our mother's wombs. He planned for us and that there truly are only two sexes, two genders, male and female. That's it. All right, we're not going to buy into somebody else's delusions and evil agendas. Uh, this is a statement that I'd made uh, last week, but I we're sharing this on social media, and I'm just asking that uh, you find it on our Rumble page and share it as well. Okay, uh, let's play this short clip. There are premiers that are finally stepping up for parental rights and for our kids. I personally don't think it goes far enough. There's still too much political pandering going on. To acknowledge transgenderism at all is just a big mistake. We can't buy into this language. There's no such thing as a trans kid. Anybody that wants to have their body parts cut off, there's got to be something psychologically going on where they need assistance. Generally, it goes back to childhood trauma, whether it's sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. We need to get to the bottom of the problem. One of the biggest problems in every single province in this nation is that they have implemented the comprehensive sexuality education. So let's stop treating the cancer and let's remove the tumor. The tumor is SOGI123. The tumor is the WinSex Ed. Let's get this out of the school systems. We're counting on you to apply pressure to your MLAs or MPP. They need to go back to traditional learning. We always say it, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those are good things, right? Okay, and they really are, and that is the focus, and uh, it's going to take getting people elected into office who support sanity and reality and biology, and that means removing every single individual and replacing them who would politically pander and even remotely support this. All right. They, they need to be bellowing it from the rooftops in countries where they're doing that. These in, individuals are getting elected into office. And I believe that this is the the uh, new wave is uh, people who are going to support and protect our kids. Now, I'm just going to remind you some months ago, I did a presentation on the SOGI123 SOGI toolkit here in British Columbia, but it's going to be the same thing nationwide. And I go step by step showing you proof based on their resources, based on the BC government's resources, that they are indoctrinating, sexualizing and grooming our children. 100% parents that reach out whose 14-year-old daughter, 13-year-old, whatever, 15-year-old daughter are coming home or son and saying, I'm no longer a girl, I'm a boy, or the opposite way around, I say, you know what, before we have any further conversations, watch this presentation. It'll show you exactly how they've been grooming your child from kindergarten to grade six and into junior and high school. And the parents that watch this, it's like, all of this surreal world coming around and swooshing over them. And it's like their child has been invited into this cult. And now it's how do we get our kids out? So this is a start. Please share this presentation. You can find it on our political LGBTQ page, which is under current issues. There's tons of other really good information on there, such as uh, the resources for the Soji One Toolkit two, three toolkit, as well as our notices of liability to remove this garbage from our schools.
Okay, the other stuff that's in the schools, I'm going to go fast now because I want to get to the Empower Hour. But of course, is DEI. It's crumbling down in the United States, but it's crumbling only when people take a stand. All right, we need to be... Um, out there opposing this with our school boards, with elected officials, and we need to become educated ourselves and we need to be willing to run for office and get this stuff removed. So uh, what DEI research concludes about diversity training, if you're not familiar with it, diversity, equity, inclusion, I just put the UN behind it and you can only imagine it is race baiting, uh, white privilege. It's, uh, I don't even want to call that it's reverse racism. It's just outright outright racism and it's meant to destroy western cultures all right because we're the only ones that have democracy and uh, they're saying it's counterproductive and it causes racism etc you can read the reports just research this stuff we got to get our kids out of the education system but we also got to be working to take back education and base it on good foundations canada to crack down on forging indigenous heritage i thought that you would be interested in this again un undrip and it ends up that because of the money train here, uh, everybody is wanting money from the federal government. Billions and billions and billions are going to uh, the natives and they don't pay taxes and they are not working for this money. We have nurses in Alberta who are apparently going to get paid $5,000 uh, in reconciliation for not being able to work during COVID. And I'm saying, where's all this money going to come from? Are, are the natives going to take it back? Because they, they didn't work for the money. We're talking about reconciliation. And now it ends up that First Nations, Medis, and Inuit uh, uh, people are claiming to, to be First Nations just so that they can get this money windfall from the government. This is taxpayers' money. You should be outraged by this. Natives should be outraged by this. I mean, come on, you you, you got to work and make a living for yourself. And, and that's the way you succeed. We can't keep paying and then being, uh, you know, labeled as, as white uh, supremacy and all the rest of the garbage that the UN and the liberal government is using to fuel this. Okay, this what's behind this is they're using the natives as pawns for their global agenda to remove uh, the land that we worked hard for. I've, I've got a home. I've worked hard. I've worked really hard and I committed. I didn't go out drinking alcohol, drugs. I didn't do any of this. All right. I put my money into my house to have that security. And I don't expect that people are now coming in through taxes that we've paid for and going to rob us blind of our hard work. If you want something, work hard for it. And that's my message to the natives. Don't keep riding on the backs of the government. You're wanting to take over Canada, but how are you going to do that when you're, you're fueled by and funded by our taxes? All right. It's just a mystery to me how this is all going about. All right. Uh, Texas is closing down C Qatar campuses and all of this is coming down to Minister of Im Immigration. I won't mention what he's really ticked off about. Canadian families are being blocked in Gaza. There's been work going on in the background. Uh, that I won't go into detail in, but they wanted to ship the Palestinians here. And we already see what the Palestinians are doing in all the Western countries and out on our streets. All right. It's it's we got to 100 percent put a stop to all of the immigration, certainly from third world countries where these people don't like us. All right. And there there's violence coming to Canada. I'm not saying all Palestinian people are bad. But um, just take a look at what's going on in Western nations right now and what the Palestinians are doing. All right. This is a Western culture. And if you like it, you got to fight for it.
And in closing, uh, Dennis Prager had made this, uh, had said this quote, compassion without wisdom is dangerous. It's what enables people to support the underdog, even if the underdog is evil. And, and this is what I'm talking about, about the trans community, the radical sex activists, the Islamists that are flooding our nation. It's one thing to go for the underdog because they're labeling them as underdog without doing your research to see the evil that is holding them up. All right. We've got to be wise, pray for wisdom, and let's make sure that we defend Canada because you know what? Like me as a new grandma, we're fighting for our children and our children's children and the hundred percent, the future of maintaining this country. Whew. All right. Thanks for joining me for this weekly update. We'll see you next week. God bless you and God bless Canada. Druthers is Canada's largest, most loved, independent, people-powered newspaper. Now with over eight and a half million copies printed and distributed coast to coast by concerned Canadians like you. Please donate, subscribe, volunteer, get involved. Together we can save this country. If you stand for freedom, go to www.druthers.net. Today's episode was sponsored by Galatians 5-1 Freedom Coffee. Galatians 5-1 is the first freedom-fighting coffee company focused on bringing unity back into community by bridging the divide with gourmet coffee. It goes beyond fueling the fight for freedom. Action for Canada receives 10% of all coffee sales made. Galatians 5.1 offer a wide selection of coffee products. Go to Galatians51freedom.coffee to choose your own personal coffee experience made just for you.
that right. So I am just going to thank you so much. I'm going to say God bless you. 